All right. Hello, C-Note here. Welcome to Dopamine, the show that is like becoming a Supreme Court justice. There's no barrier to entry. Today on the show, I wanted to talk with my friend, Abigail McLagan, who comes on the show and we talk about taking control of your recovery. Um, <clears throat> we talk about uh, quite a few things in regards to uh, to to her life and she's building businesses, um, but she's a young 23 year old. So we talk about age. We talk about how that plays a factor, but how, you know, she was kind of forced to grow up really quickly in uh, a world that was kind of throwing her a lot of throwing a lot of serious things her way. And uh, luckily, you know, she's already having some revelations to be able to help move herself forward. And really this episode is not about preaching to you, but it's about sharing her story. And we talk to each other and it's a, a perfect example of the kind of episode that I love where it's just two people sharing an experience and, and talking about what we know um, and, and what we care about. So uh, without further ado, let's listen to the conversation between Abigail McLagan and I talking about taking control of your recovery. Drums, it's three-time pro bowler and super bowl champion Keyshawn johnson i want to introduce you to my new show all facts no breaks I'll be giving you the real reactions to the latest sports news and inviting guests in the sports and entertainment world to break it all down. Tune in and make sure you listen and subscribe on Spotify. All right. Welcome to the show, everybody. And welcome to the show. My guest for today, Abigail McLagan. Uh, thanks for being here. Hello. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, really excited. So Abigail is one of my friends on Facebook through the Gorilla Group. Um, a lot of the people that are on this show are from there. So if you haven't checked out that group, please do. They're a sponsor on this show. And um, so tell us a little bit, Abigail, about um, who you are and what you do and all that fun stuff. All right. So I currently live in New York State along the Canadian border. Um, I'm actually a dual citizen. I grew up most of my life in Canada, but I'm really glad that I've got this blended experience with both of the countries. I've kind of got to, I don't know, I just love, I'm fascinated with seeing the difference between the two countries and right. I travel back and forth all the time and all that kind of stuff. So it's very much a part of my identity that I am both. Right. Um, so that's just a little bit about my, my background. Um, what I do right now, I've got two businesses. So with my first business, it's called Create Plus Paint. And I've been doing this for the last two years where I instruct painting classes. So mm -hmm. I started with um, like canvas classes, like oil painting on canvas. And then in the last year, I've transitioned into doing glass painting. So I go to different wineries, bars, restaurants, and stuff like that in the area and do painting classes on wine glasses and melted wine bottles. And um, that's become my niche. Nobody else around here is doing that. So I'm really glad that I found something that, you know, I kind of get my my corner of the market awesome. and then uh, yeah and then my second business was kind of um kind of an extension of that I kind of like when I was teaching art I realized you know there's kind of the the trope of the starving artist right and we're always <laughs> thinking about adding value adding value adding value and I found that you know I was having a lot of success with my business when I was teaching other people so right. I wanted to support that in other artists as well so last November, I opened a boutique retail space called The Make and Take. 
And the idea is kind of just, it's all about art education. So um, we host a lot of art workshops. Um, I've got different artists, like somebody does soap making. So I do my own painting classes. We've got like, you know, making pendants and jewelry and this and that and the other thing. And so everybody who sells in my shop teaches something. And so that's kind of, you know, that's my, my unique selling position there is that, you know, there's, there's other places that have art from, from everybody, but everybody in my shop teaches something. And it's been super awesome. Like I've got classes every single weekend from here until the end of December. And I'm just like meeting people constantly. And I love like just the passion that other people have for their businesses and their art and stuff. And it's awesome to see. So it, it really energizes me. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's such a cool business model. I, and the name totally fits. Like I wasn't, right? you know, to, 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 be, to be honest, I didn't know the full breadth of what it is that you did. And that's not based on you. That's basically me being busy. You know, and if I'm, if I was local, I, I would be like, well, that's rad because we see a lot of, not that specific kind of niche, but here in Rochester, New York, we see a lot of you know, small shops that are trying to do interesting, unique things because, you know, retail on its own is kind of dying out a little bit. Um, the traditional retail as it were. So, you know, to have a boutique or have some sort of shop, you got to have a little bit of something else, uh, for it to be, uh, for it to work. And what's really interesting is like, you know, we don't, on this show, we haven't had a lot of uh, creatives, I guess you could say, because part of it is being a creative person. We've had a lot of coaches and things like that. But I, I, I love that we have someone that is actually, you know, doing, has a business in a retail space. And you're pretty young too, right? You just turned, uh, like you're in your early 20s? What was, what yep, was just turned 23 last month. Yeah. So, I mean, fucking killing it. <laughs> <Love it. laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, I ended up dropping out of school. I, I went for a biochemistry degree at first. I did that for a few years and then I, I switched to interior design for a little bit. And then I just ended up, I'd already had my business going for a few months at this point. And I was just like, you know, I need to, one, I need to get out of this city. And two, I just need to, you know, I'd need to focus on my business because that's what makes me happy. And um, yeah, it was, it was a huge decision to make, you know, I was always kind of, oh, I need that piece of paper. It was just kind of like, you know, an accolade that I thought I needed, but right. I'm, you know, I've, I've known for a long time that I was going to be in business. My parents were both entrepreneurs. So I always knew it was the life for me right. and Hey, may as well get started early. Cause I'm, you know, now I'm 23 and I've got two businesses and I'm learning a lot and there's just, there's a lot of stuff that I fuck up and you know, I'm like, I'll be the first to admit that yeah. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing in a lot of things, but I'm learning all the time. And, um, you know, in, in 10 years from now, I'm going to have a huge breadth of skills and I don't know where, where my businesses are going to go for, until then, right. but Hey, I'll, I'll, I'm along for the ride for sure. Well, I mean, I think it's important to note the, you know, the, the age thing, not only because there are a lot of people your age that are struggling with their perception of where to go in life, right? They are kind of going along this path that is predetermined by their parents or like by society to go to college, to get the piece of paper, to go the traditional route. And, um, you know, they're struggling with a lot of self-worth and um, don't know where to go from here. And I think, you know, I think you're an amazing example of someone that has taken little risks, little, little big risks, and, <laughs> uh, you know, and um, are, are doing all sorts of things that are true to your identity. Would you say that's true? Um, identity is a funny thing for me to think of. I took a philosophy okay. course while I was in college. And I think the, mo- the biggest takeaway I had from that course is that our identity is ever changing. Yes. Um, 
the the idea that you um, it's not life's not about finding yourself; it's about creating yourself. That quote right. became the name of my painting business at first. My my mm-hmm. business started out as Create Yourself Art Studios because right. we're all we're all creating ourselves as human beings, and then in the context of my business, you know. I, I was teaching people to paint for themselves. So I really love the double entendre. It was just yeah. a little bit of a mouthful and that's why I ended up changing the name. Right. But that <laughs> idea that, <laughs> the idea that we're constantly creating ourselves. And so I, I don't, like, when I think of my, my identity, I don't really know what that is because there's things that I want and there's things that I'm working for. And there's also things that I've been. So it's like, it's, I don't know. I'm just feeling shades of a person and I, right it's hard for me to pin any, any one thing down, but right. it's something I'm definitely exploring. Right. Which is really interesting. Cause like the episode that I recorded yesterday, that is, that is going to air the day before yours does that it, it was all about dichotomies. It was about, you know, people kind of putting them in themselves into kind of black and white spaces, right? Like we, mm-hmm. we have to be something, we have to be a specific thing. And it sounds like at a young age, you've already come to this healthy perspective that, you know, there's not necessarily one specific identity that I'm going to be and fit in and always be that way that I'm ever changing, that I'm growing as a person. And that's translating to, you know, trying different things and building different businesses. I'm sure this is not going to be your, these are not going to be your final ventures. Like I'm excited because uh, uh, Molly my partner like is talking to you so that we can like meet up in a few weeks or something. I don't know what the, the timeline mm-hmm. is. But, <laughs> we're supposed to meet up at some point and I'm really excited about that because I think you're going to bring a lot of great ideas to things that we're also talking about. So, you know, there's going to be continued potential for, for growth. And if you have that mindset, if you have that, that perspective that you are an ever changing, growing person, that you are not aiming towards a specific end goal of identity that you can allow yourself that, that sort of breathing room uh, to, to, to continue to grow as a person. So I think that's healthy. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. And funny enough, like that idea really came from um, the movie, The Life of Pi. And I don't know how I managed to go so many years without seeing that movie. I saw it for the first time, like three or four years ago or something like that. And my um, biggest takeaway from that was that like, you don't have to do any one thing in life. Like you can try many different hats on and see which one fits the best. And that's, that's very much my ideology. And, you know, I'm thinking about myself again in my businesses. I don't think this is going to be something long-term for me, but for right right now I've got a business model that works. I'm learning a lot of skills and, you know, until I figure out what's next and make a solid game plan, this is a good place for me to be. Right. And that's another one of those challenges that a lot of young people face is this feeling that they need to pick something and go with it. And that you have so much room to just explore and play and you're not making this forever commitment. Even if you're marrying someone, it's, you know, you have the option of divorce. Like, you know, like there's a lot of, I mean, and, and rightfully so, there's a lot of scary kind of the perceptions of all of these long-term commitments that are kind of thrown at you at 18 years old. It's like, all right, you've been dependent by your parents for 18 years. Now you have to make a long lifelong choice right now. (laughs) And, uh, you know, and that's just not, that's just simply not true that, that that's the case for everyone. Like there's a million, there's, there's so many opportunities. We're living in a golden age of opportunity for people to be able to build their businesses and, and do all sorts of great things. And it's not, you know, I bring up the age thing, but it's not an age thing because there are people who are in their forties and they're trying to reinvent themselves or quote unquote reinvent themselves. Or like, they feel like they, they still don't know who they are. And again, it's that idea that like, you know, there's, there's not really a specific, like, 
box that we end up in other than a, a dead one, <laughs> you know? Um, so, but, but another thing that I wanted to bring up, um, two things really. First of all, I did some 3D conversion on Life of Pi. So I worked on that movie. So that's kind of fun that you bring that oh, up. Oh, cool. <laughs> and um, and uh, second of all, you know, I know a lot of this stuff, I know for me, my driving force all of my life has been my mental health. I know for me, my driving force has been a lot of my adversity that I've faced. I think we all, you know, with a lot of talk in social, in the social worlds and social justice stuff about like, privileges and challenges and all this stuff like we all have privileges we all have challenges that we're facing and I find that it's important that people the point of the show is to bring up some of those vulnerabilities to bring up some of those um, those challenges those adversities for me my adversity has been my mental health my cyclothymia um, you know I've had a lot of external challenges things like that um, and you know, you've talked about to me about some of the issues you've had in the past that have kind of led to some of this growth. Um, and, and I assume that some of the issues that you've had have kind of led to this sort of mindset change, but you can kind of fill in the gaps for me if you'd like. For sure. So I, I've definitely dealt with, you know, a lot of, a lot of things that I feel are, um, I don't know. I, I mean, I want to say unique to my experience, but at the same time, like everybody has their own shit that they deal with for sure. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of the, the moment when everything changed for me, um, I was in grade nine. So I was 12 years old at the time. Mm-hmm. I skipped the first grade. So I was really young going through the rest of my school. And yeah. that, um, that division kind of set me apart from a lot of the other people that I was growing up with. In right. some ways it made me more mature because I was always hanging out with the older kids, but also right. the older kids kind of, you know, rejected me as like, you're not one of us. And, uh, right. like that was always kind of hard to deal with. It wasn't, it wasn't kind of, it wasn't the thing that shaped my story by any means, but, Mm -hmm. um, just something that was kind of ongoing. But, um, in grade nine, my family got kind of split up and my mom had to, had to relocate back to the United States. Um, so that was kind of, that was kind of the first thing that set all of these, you know, hardships in motion. And then in 2010, my father passed away from, um, congestive heart failure and stuff like that. He was, um, like an overweight diabetic for, you know, my entire life and, um, you know, a good portion of his adult life. So mm-hmm. I was only 15 when he, um, when he died mm-hmm. and that was, that was really tough. Um, yeah. I, you know, I'd, I was then living in the house by myself. So I would, I would have a few nights at home at the house I would spend a couple of nights with my cousin and then my mom would pick me up and drive me back to the town where we currently live. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I was living in three different households. I had all of this freedom, you know, nobody's really watching me anymore. Right. And, uh, my, my 15 year old logic was, Oh, I'll start doing drugs and people will understand it's as, as a coping mechanism. Right. And it's so crazy to like, I've been thinking a lot about that recently. You know, I just kind of wanted to numb out and I wanted to forget. And you know, my, my 15 year old logic literally told myself, you know, I'll just start doing drugs and people will understand. Right. Um, so that kind of, that became a huge pattern for me. And I, I had a lot of follow with my existing friends and um, like I, yeah, it just, it became a lot different for me. Um, so that was late 2010. And then in March of 2011, one of my best friends committed suicide. So she was only 16 at the time. So within four months of each other, I lost my father and one of my best friends. And I remember when I got that phone call, like I thought it was a sick joke. Uh, 
you know, I had introduced um, these girls to each other and the girlfriend called me and she's like, you know, Hey, I like, she killed herself. And I was like, I just got so mad at her. I really thought it was a joke, but um, you know, that, that kind of was the catalyst for me saying like, I need to get out of here. I just need to do something different. So I made the decision to move in with my mom and um, start going to a different school but the, the the town here is very notorious for for drugs and stuff like that, and so I was entered into a world with a whole lot of stuff that I hadn't had access to before. Right. So I I went from just like smoking pot and you know drinking with my friends and smoking cigarettes to you know experimenting with other things, and that was just kind of my pattern. You know, I would spend as much of my time smoking pot as I could just to, cause it made my days go by faster. And I was just trying to get through the years and whatever. And I had this like super, I was always, I always thought I would kill myself before I got to 25. And I was just like, Oh, I'll just see what happens in the meantime. And it's just kind of crazy to, to think about like, that was, that was my whole perspective. I was just such a pessimist. I wanted to forget and wanted to escape my life rather than living it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that pattern then continued through, um, my own, my own time in college and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I, I flirted with my own ideas of suicide and I went through some self harm and stuff like that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I've got, I've got some scars on my body that'll never, never go away. And, uh, I'm planning a tattoo tattoo over them and stuff like that. But, um, just kind of crazy to like walk around with these things that I try to hide from other people. And, you know, it's, it's very much a part of who I am, but, um, you know, like it, it wasn't easy. I had a, an abusive relationship with a, a guy who, you know, he got, he got very upset that I, you know, I was upset that I didn't get into the school that I wanted. And I was telling him about this and he's like, you have no right to be upset. I have it so much worse than you. And right. he told me I'd be better off dead like my dad. And so that was my first suicide attempt. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I, I hung myself and I woke up on the ground and I was like, holy shit, like, whoa, <laughs> like that was life changing and right. just, yeah, it was so, so crazy. That was early 2013. And then mm-hmm. I had, um, you know, over the, ne- the period of the next year and a half, I was just doing a lot of drugs and, um, you know, super strung out, never knew what felt real anymore and what was, what I was actually feeling or what was from the drugs. Like I was in another relationship and, you know, I was wondering like, do we actually love each other or is this just the drugs? And that was really crazy. And it was just so tumultuous. And then in the right. summer of 2014, we just, we got into big argument and I was just like, you know what, I'm going to go, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. And, um, the cops knocked on my door that day and saved me because he, he, he reported it to them and it was, it was quite the timing. (laughs) Um, and I, I took myself to the hospital the next day and pissed all sorts of funny colors from all the drugs I was on and tried to do some therapy for a little while, but I just couldn't, I couldn't handle the idea of talking to somebody with that kind of anonymity. Um, I, I really appreciate personal connections. So I just kind of ended up, you know, talking to my friends about it and reading and, Mm-hmm. all these other kinds of things that I could do for myself. Right. Um, and then I was still, I was still smoking pot for the last few years. And then last summer I, I, I dated an alcoholic and he would drink all day, every day. 
And I drank with him to keep up because it was, hmm, that's what he was doing. I decided to do that too. And after he and I split, I continued drinking. And then just between the two of, you know, drinking too much and drinking for the wrong reasons and just being high all the time and not really wanting to interact with, you know, I didn't want to make phone calls to business associates and stuff like that while I was smoking weed because I, I, I didn't talk like myself. I made a fool of myself. I just wasn't, wasn't consciously there, wasn't on the tip, top of my game. Right. And between these patterns of like trying to stop on my own and, you know, making it for a little while and not, you know, never, never making a solid thing of it. Mm-hmm. I knew it was an issue and I knew that I had to do something about it. And I'm really grateful that one of my best friends has been in a a program of recovery for a little over a year now. And, you know, I saw, I saw how he changed and I, that, that really inspired me. And especially seeing somebody so close to me do that was, it made it so much more accessible for me. So um, Mm -hmm. as of tomorrow, actually, I will have four, five months of complete sobriety from drugs and alcohol, a little bit over a month from, from no cigarettes. And yeah, it feels really Mm -hmm. good. You know, I'm just Mm -hmm. like, I'm super clear headed. I'm, you know, I'm crisp, I'm witty and um, I've got so much more time in my day because I'm not spending time with those friends where it was just kind of like, dead end friendships. And, you know, I, now I'm kind of seeing that we weren't really friends outside of our using because it was just like, we would hang out and do those things together. And now that I'm not doing those things, like we really have nothing, nothing that we connect over anymore. So it's been a little bit alienating. I do feel a little bit lonely from time to time, but I'm making more, more sober friends and finding new ways to have fun. And, you know, I'm, I'm still discovering like, what brings me joy? Like sometimes I try to do things that I used to do for fun and I'm just like, this doesn't have the same luster anymore. So I'm really experimenting with like what brings me joy. And last night I I gave myself a manicure. I hadn't done that in a long time. I took a (laughs) bath and I was like looking through my drawer and I was like, you know what? I I know what this tool is. I know it's a manicure tool, but I actually don't know how to use it. And I watched a YouTube (laughs) video and I was like, man, I learned so many things just by watching a YouTube video. And it was just like such a, like a random thing that brought me joy, just like, you know, taking care of myself in little ways like that. And I do enjoy pampering myself. So that was really cool. And I just like discovered that last night. Like I was up until like fucking three o'clock in the morning doing this. But I was like, it just felt really good to do something that was, you know, purely for myself and nobody else. And I'm spending a lot more time on myself. I used to spend as much time as possible with friends mm-hmm. and just, you know, get... I, end of the workday's done. All right. Time to go and smoke a bowl or drink something or anything to get out of my own head. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm getting a lot more comfortable with being by myself and being in my own head and doing things for myself and nobody else. And, you know, yeah, it's, it's different. It's very, very different. Yeah. And you know, that that's, all of that is amazing. First of all, in contrast to, you know, where you are now and where you're going and, um, you know, the businesses you have and, and really the, the, the vast potential for your future, right? Because you're only 23 years old and you've, you've lived a, f- a really full life, you know, with a lot, of, um, <clears throat> a lot of vulnerabilities, a lot of adversity, a lot of difficult things. You know, you, you've just encompassed <clears throat> a lot of really difficult stuff. And, you know, I think I and the audience are very proud of you for, for being here and continuing to move forward. Um, that's a really big deal. And really, it sounds like the ability to finally start to 
have some control in your life, you know, taking control of not only just learning what you want to learn, but creating the businesses you want to make and actually realizing that you have a little bit of a, a greater appreciation for the time that you can fill yourself. And you're not just like kind of trying to, to pass the time as it were, you know, that, mm-hmm. that you're finding a sense of fulfillment in that, but it's, you know, you're still learning. Right. So that, that sounds like that's what's going on. Yeah, for sure. Um, a lot I don't know. There's, there's just so much that I do with my time now that I wasn't before. And right. like so much to left to explore. And, um, so have, you, have you ever, um, uh, have you tried to go back to therapy of any kind or do you talk to a therapist or is it just all about trying to, to cultivate a life that you want at this point? I'm just cultivating a life that I want. And I, I don't feel the, the need to talk to anybody about it. You know, I'm perfectly capable of, of writing things down and reading books. And, you know, I, I've, I've talked to people who ask me really insightful questions and I found that really helpful, right. but not in a traditional therapy sense in any, in any way. Um, yeah. And I, it works for me. So I don't think right. that, I don't think I need to be doing anything different in that regard. Um, yeah, you know, I've there, got little goals that right. I set and right. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, by the way. I was just, I was just curious, um, you know, because uh, we have to go the path that works for us. You know, I had a friend on the show uh, a few months ago that she was, um, she had basically discovered that she was, she was going through a bipolar disorder or essentially that's what she thought she was going through. And she went to a doctor and then kind of, they kind of accelerated through her through like a meds process and then a therapy process. And she was like, none of this feels right. And um, she stopped all of it. And now she's just kind of putting her energy into essentially like productivity and, you know, kind of doing a lot of the same things that you're doing and like creating a sense of control and cultivating uh, a life around yourself. It's like, you're, you're basically taking all of the things that a good therapist would tell you to do anyway. (laughs) So it's like you are your own therapist and you're able to trust yourself because I mean, you've been kind of pushed through life. Basically. It sounds like you've, you've had to grow up really fast with a lot of things going on Um, in your life. You've dealt with a lot of things that a lot of people wouldn't won't experience, you know, in their lifetime. And um, you're taking that and, you know, you've seen, you've seen the other side of it and you've seen the edge basically. And, you know, it sounds like you're able to take that and use it as your propulsion to move forward. And that's a lot of what I've been trying to talk about lately is, is not hiding, you know, all of these adversities that you've ever had to face in your life, but using it as your strength in a way. And, and do you feel like that's what you've been doing? I think so. Yeah. I mean, a lot of things, I, I still struggle from time to time and it's um, you know, it's interesting that you, you mentioned this, this story of the, the kind of exploring of bipolar because I've been wondering about that myself because I'll, mm-hmm. I'll go through such like dark periods of depression and then mm-hmm. have these, you know, seemingly manic episodes where I'm going through, uh, you know, I'm just like so productive and doing all these things right all at once. And right. you know, I was talking to my mother and she's thought that I was bipolar for a really long time, right. but I'm, you know, I, I've been hesitant to to seek out any kind of, you know, medical diagnosis or anything like that because it's just, I don't know, I'm doing really well right now by doing the things that I'm supposed to do. And right. I think, you know, that's where a lot of my, you know, discontent was coming from before and I would just be so hard on myself and you know, like right. all of these things that I, I didn't do or should have done or did wrong and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Right. Um, the, the things that I like, I've gone through, I've I don't know. I don't really think of it as a, 
a strength per se, but it was just, you know, something that happened that I got through to get me to where I am today. And yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's more difficult shit around the corner. There always is. Right. But um, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, it's, it all sounds like your, you know, right now is, is typically what's important and you know you're you're in a good direction you're creating businesses that are rad really interesting ideas i'm excited to meet you and we're excited to talk about different ideas and stuff and um hopefully learn more about your story off the air also but um you know i i just want to thank you and you know i think a lot of us and myself is are incredibly proud of you for what you're doing um again i don't want to make it like an age thing but you know the fact that it you're so young, like creates a lot of perspective for people. Um, and it, it's, it's useful to point that out, you know, so it's, it doesn't have any bearing on you. Obviously, I think you're going to continue to mature and grow and, and do all these things. And uh, um, I think we're all grateful for you sharing your story. So I really appreciate that. Yeah, thanks for giving me, me space to do so. I think that, you know, uh, one of the most important things that I've, I've learned is that to not do it alone. And even though, you know, I'm not going through a, a process of therapy or anything like that, I am working a program of recovery with other people. And mm-hmm. it gives me, you know, being able to talk about these things that we have in common, it makes it so much easier. You know, I'm not alone in any of these things. And that really open the doors for a lot of things just to just to connect with other people and you know even partnerships in my business you know me standing on my own was I could do well enough but when I started partnering with other businesses I saw a huge explosion in how um, you know both of us were able to to interact with the community and stuff and mm-hmm. I think the you know I used to shy away from from human connection a lot I just wanted to be by myself and do all these things and you know just not interact with other people. And I, I'm totally on the other side of that coin now where, you know, I definitely need my time to myself sometimes, but I find connections with other people. So, so interesting and so inspiring. And um, I'm definitely seeking out more of that all the time for sure. And uh, you know, I hope that I, I hope that by being so open all the time with my story, like I, some people do tell me that they find it inspiring and that kind of stuff. But, you know, I hope that maybe someday like somebody who was in a situation where I was can see how far I've come and then use that as maybe motivation for themselves. Of, you know, things really do change if you work for them. And right. uh, yeah, something for someone who specifically needs it as opposed to like a general motivational quote or something. Yeah, I mean, you know, I hope I hope for some of that too. You know, I've got like nice little nuggets in my head, and maybe I should share them more often. You know, I have some got some good thoughts up there. I need to write more because I forget my things, and I'll have these grand epiphanies, and then I'm like, wait, what? Because <laughs> I didn't write it down. I have the same revelation like six months later. I'm like, wait, wait a second. I thought about this already. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're obviously an incredibly intelligent person, and you know, I'm I'm attuned to that, and I appreciate that. You know, and and I, I can relate to the the kind of loner mentality, and you know, I'm very much a natural introvert. You know, doing this show is basically the most human interaction that I get most of the week, so it's it's a it's a challenge um, to embrace people into your life, and 
feel like they are a, a, a positive and not a detriment because you get kind of so used to being surrounded by negativity or your perception of negativity or whatever that you don't believe that good things are out there. You know, I talk about Molly and I all the time because like until she came in my life, I thought I deserved a ter certain type of person, meaning like that I didn't deserve what I actually wanted in a partner. And she having her in my life has finally showed me that that's possible to have someone that is actually that believes in my autonomy that cares for me and and who I am and I'm taking I'm taking that and translating in, into the other things in my life like I can build a business that people like and appreciate people can like and appreciate my personality people can listen to my story and appreciate it and use it for their own motivation for things like that like I'm I'm not shoehorned into this box of having to be surrounded by losers for lack of a better word, you know, and, and I can build a better life for myself. And it sounds like you're doing a lot of the same. Yeah. And I've been finding it really important to, you know, edit who I, who I spend my time with and who I allow to be influences in my life. You know, like, um, even like a lot of people that I know personally in real life, I've unfollowed them on Facebook because they post like really depressing memes all the time. Yeah. And while I can sometimes find like humor in those things, just seeing that all the time just puts me back in that kind of headspace. So, you know, like I, I've told them like, it's no hard feelings. Like I still love you as a person and I still want to hang out with you and spend time with you, but I just can't interact with that kind of content all the time. Yeah. And, um, you know, like in the same way of, you know, the music that I listen to or the TV that I watch and just like really paying attention to what I'm consuming because it, it's so, so influential on how I feel about things or, you know, what kind of, you know, feedback loop I'll get stuck in kind of thing. Right. And, and we have to all over those things. You know, absolutely. You, you know, and I think that's, I, I mean, if anything, that's probably the big theme here between really both of our stories, but also uh, a lot of things that I see patterns in, you know, people feeling kind of stuck in toxic relationships or whatever is this feeling of helplessness that we don't have control over our destiny, over our future, over um, even just little things like hiding someone on Facebook or blocking someone or unfriending someone that there's going to be social outlash uh, backlash or, or, or something like that. And, or that we deserve certain things and don't deserve certain things. Like we have control over our lives and our destiny. This is a golden age of opportunity and, we all have the ability and essentially deserve, not in an elitist kind of way or in an entitlement kind of way, but as individuals that believe in ourselves, we certainly can do everything to, that we can to take advantage of this opportunity to grow as people. Definitely. And, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm glad to be in this time. You know, there, there's, you know, thank God for the internet, right? We've got connections yeah. all over the world. Globalization has really changed the the whole face of our society from top to bottom. And just like, you know, knowing how other people experience the world and, right. you know, learning about these, these social injustices and everything top to bottom of just, you know, how we can, how we can better connect with one another. And I find it, I find it really fascinating. And I'm, Definitely, I mean, you know, eyes peeled. <laughs> right. In a, in a world of transparency, the whole fake it till you make it doesn't work. And that's why like being real about our stories and being transparent and, and really allowing people into our lives, even though it's scary sometimes to talk about this stuff is um, I, I think it's important to help people not feel so alone. You know, like you said, like we've had, we all have our own stories, but there are a lot of things we have in common and there are so many things that 
you know, nobody should feel alone in this. And that's why I do this show. That's why we have people like you on the show to be able to share your story. And I appreciate that. Um, as we wrap up. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I, I know for a fact that people have lost respect for me for a being so open about my stuff. Like I should have more shame about it and just right. be for some of the things that I've gone through. And, you know, like, again, we thinning the herd. I don't, I don't need that kind of, <laughs> I don't need that kind of energy. You know, it's, it's my story. It's my, it is my strength ultimately the mm-hmm. things that I've gone through. And that's what makes me a better person today. Super fantastic to hear that. I'm glad you're not letting people bring you down in any kind of way. You're moving forward, building businesses, doing all this rad stuff, um, telling your story, being real about it, but also not letting it define your life and you can control things. So thank you for sharing that, for spreading that. Um, I know that your businesses are pretty much local. So, I mean, you could still talk about them and, and you know, if anyone wants to learn about them, where can they go or what should they do to learn more about you? Yeah, for sure. I'm looking to start expanding into the online world because local, somebody made a really good point that like you're kind of confined by your, your local population. And obviously the world, the internet is a world of opportunity. So yeah. my Facebook page is create plus paint. That's P L U S. And um, you can follow me over at facebook.com slash the make and take. I'm also on Instagram at create plus paint at um, the make and take. And I've got a personal account at Abigail McClagan and you know, befriend me on Facebook. I love meeting new people and seeing, you know, seeing what people are doing and all that good stuff. Love making new connections. So please reach out to me. And if you, you want to talk privately about anything that, you know, I've experienced or if you've had something similar, I would love to, to be that kind of sounding board for you. Fantastic. Well, I'm excited to eventually meet you, talk about business ideas and more of this stuff, and maybe we'll record something while you're here. Who knows? Um, <laughs> that would so be awesome. That would be awesome. Um, so yeah, she's also on my Facebook feed, and I appreciate that she's there. Super proud of you and what you've done. Thank you again for being on the show. And, um, and that's it. Thank you for being here. And um, we'll catch you guys next time. Leave a review, all that good stuff. Um, subscribe to the show at dopamine.life. Uh, leave a rating review. And, um, and that's it. Take care of yourselves and each other. And we'll catch you next time on Dopamine. See you guys. Hey, you beautiful human. Thanks for listening to Dopamine and providing your support for this show. I really, really appreciate it. If you really love this show, leave a review on iTunes and Stitcher to show some love for the podcast. You can also check out cnote.media to check out my work and my courses. But um, with that, we'll catch you next time. See you guys later.